Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Fatal. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware that we might spoil it for you. Enjoy. I apologise for this lighting, which I realise makes me look like a sort of Old Testament prophet. <laughs> I'm about to deliver some commandments or whatever. This is very dark in here, and it makes my beard look bigger than it is. Yeah, you're backlit. It's quite intimidating. I'm sorry. Um, but I've realised I haven't put on my side light, so I'm also quite dark today. Yeah. Uh, it, it suits my mood. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, same. Because these are, these are dark times, right? They are docked. The whole world nearly collapsed because of a sideways boat, you know? Yeah, the old um old Suez Canal. Yeah. Um, oh no, I meant the one in um in Sussex in Littlehampton. Oh yep, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the, there's the old canal boats. It's it, there's been a spate of headlines about other boats that get stuck capitalizing on the uh the great success of <laughs> The Suez Canal's ever given. Yeah, as soon um, as you get one, you just get lots of imitators, right? Exactly. Like, you know, Sharknado. Capitalism in action, isn't it? Yeah. Snakes on a plane's a big success. The next thing you know, you've got snakes on a train, badgers yeah. on a barge. Foxes in a floating device. I don't know. A dirigible. <laughs> yeah. Donkeys on a dirigible. <laughs> They did actually make snakes on a train, didn't they? They did, yeah. That was a, a real thing. Have you seen it? I have not, because it looked terrible. I have seen snakes on a plane. I have um, also seen snakes on a plane. I saw it with our friend Adam in the in the cinema in Guildford. Ah, very good. had a great time. Very good. It's an enjoyable... Everyone cheered when Samuel L. Jackson said, <laughs> said motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking <laughs> <Yes>. planes. <laughs> it's a, I saw it in the cinema as well, I think. It's an enjoyable movie. Um... A, it's the only film I've seen in which a snake like comes out from the toilet bowl and bites a man on the dick. <laughs> yeah, what more do you want from a movie called <laughs> Snakes on a Plane yeah. than that? Um, and I love the convoluted setup of that film as well, where someone's going into witness protection and they're going to go testify against a big drug dealer. The drug dealer then to get them, rather than just putting a bomb on the plane or something like that, instead puts a load of snakes on the plane, sprays a load of lays with... Um, snake hormones. With snake hormones to drive them crazy. A sex panther for snakes. <laughs> and then expects all of these incredibly horny, angry snakes to do the job for them. Oh, I forgot the how that it's about sn- the snakes being horny. Yeah. You, you have a good memory for the setup of these kind of films. <laughs> I remember this stuff. It's one of the, one of my great talents and great curses. As I remember the trivial nonsense from awful films. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is why we work. This is why this this show is a good show, right? <laughs> exactly. You remember the details. I just come in with yeah, some nonsense you're the, commentary. You're the big picture man. I'm the small yeah. detail man. 
what they call a colour commentator in sports. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I talk about the colours. <laughs> so what did you think of the colours of Fatal? Well, funnily enough, that was a point that I wrote down, which is that it was so dark. Did you yeah. find that the colour palette? I was like, is, is there something wrong with the brightness? I've tried, literally, tried watching it on different devices to see if there was something wrong because it was so dark and gloomy. <laughs> it, is a, it is a dour film, isn't it? I, that's exactly the right word. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's so dour. Oh, my God. It's, uh, yeah. It's it was a real something. slog. Um, yeah, this movie is not good. I'm, it fits well for the, 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 the podcast episode before a big episode to watch a piece of shit. I think, yeah. it, you know, it's bigging us up for episode 200. Um, a small episode. Yeah. A small a big episode. episode. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to overshadow the excellence of whatever we've got coming up next. Um, but this is yeah, a movie don't you dare. that... <laughs> This is Don't you dare overshadow Prince. I will never overshadow Prince. Even though it would be quite easy to do so, because <laughs> he was kind of a short guy. I was going to say, unless I was literally next to Prince and standing <laughs> next to him, it's the only time that I'd overshadow him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so this movie appeared on my Netflix like some kind of cursed object, just there <laughs> one day, saying, hey, you want to watch Fatal? Cursed knowledge. I know you. It's like the puzzle box from Hellraiser. Just this movie, Fatal, appeared. I've never seen Hellraiser. Screen. You have the, never the seen Hellraiser. The poster's really iconic. It's got a, a man with lots of nails in his face on the poster. Yeah, the um, Cenobites, they're called, aren't they, in Hellraiser? So, so, well, I don't know, because I haven't seen it. What, um, so what's the function of the puzzle box? So, basically, there's this puzzle box where, if you work out how to open it, it... Um, opens up this additional dimension um and and brings in the cenobites which is pointy head no lips baldy and angry <laughs> i don't know they do have names <laughs> they do have names but um oh that's not a description of one person that's that's no, no, a person defined by each of those characteristics yeah there's there's multiple um there, right. there's multiple ones um so um the most iconic is um uh pinhead yeah um who's the one who's on all the posters he's the one with the big nails in his head looking very angry but then there's there's other ones as well um and other big spooky monsters too um and basically yeah so it opens up this thing and it's like hey you want to do some weird S&M shit in hell and will rip you apart but you'll like it and people generally go no but it happens to them anyway <laughs> um, now that and, just sounds like the plot of a Goosebumps episode yeah exactly it's Goosebumps but for adults um, horny Goosebumps <laughs> horny Goosebumps yeah um, Goosebumps for adults is a very strange genre that I think we've just invented should we call it horror? I think no, that horror sounds like the right word yeah or scarification something like that yeah yeah um yeah so so, bas- for short. so basically these people they move into their family house um where the brother used to live but went missing or is off somewhere turns out that the brother was opened up the puzzle box because of course he did um but he found a way to escape from the hell dimension um and then manipulates the guy's wife who he had an affair with uh, to bring him people who he can then kill and consume their body essence to slowly rebuild himself. So, <laughs> um, so through the different stages of the movie, you'll see skeleton man, slightly sl- fleshy man, more fleshy man, um, 
and then weird weird stuff happens and it's sort of about their relationship then how he's trying to come back but is he evil yeah he is evil he's murdering these people um and and yeah silly nonsense happens basically um but it's a it's an iconic 80s horror movie it's good and and there's like 10 million hellraiser films now of course there are because as soon as you have one there there are always imitators yeah this was the 1980s where you could get away with having like an eight series (laughs) yeah Uh, an eight movie horror franchise Whereas um, these days, I think the only franchise to get to eight, you know, Star Wars excluded, is um, the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Fast and Furious. More power you've, to them. You've got the the Marvel movies, if you count their never-ending cycle of well, films as a series. That's They're, a universe. That's a bit different. I don't. Ca- I don't. I mean, as much as I want to, I don't count the Airbud Cinematic Universe in that either. <laughs> I'd count the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Um, the the most recent Hellraiser movie came out um in 2018 they're still going with them blimey Um, but i think they're also working on a reboot at the same time of course Um, so yeah so i'm not sure what that's going to look like whether it's going to be a a movie whether it's going to be a tv series but yeah they're looking at, at, at bringing more hellraiser movies into into the public eye because of course they are because why not it's content yeah, we need content. Just like Fatal is content. This is the very definition <laughs> of content, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, this appeared one day on my Netflix and I thought, this looks like trash. This might be fun trash to watch, like Obsessed. It's um, got a nice poster. Yeah, it does have a very nice poster. It looks um, like the poster cost more than the film, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but what amazes me is that the the cast isn't bad, you know. No, um, Hilary Swank is the big name. And in general, I like her. Yeah, yeah, she's been in some great stuff, um, but also some not great stuff. And she I was good this... in that one where she's the boxer or whatever, the wrestler. Million, what, million, where she's, yeah, million where dollar she's baby. The <laughs> um, yeah, million dollar baby. Obviously, is she's very well known for. Um, Boys don't cry as well is another one that she's she's known for. P.S. I love you, of course. Um, New Year's Eve, obviously. <laughs> New Year's Eve, of course. Um, the Resident, which is a movie I adore. Um, have you ever seen The Resident? No, I've not seen that. What's that about? Um, she moves into an apartment block in Brooklyn, and then um, her, her, her um, landlord is like a creepy man living in the walls watching her. <laughs> um, landlord <laughs> okay. is played by Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, and so it's these two really great performances. Christopher Lee turns up as well. Um, Sold. It's a, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful little creepy movie. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so she's been in some great stuff, but she's also been in some bad stuff as well. And I think this falls into the bad stuff territory. Yes, I'm afraid um, so. Unfortunately, but, but she's not the only name, you know, you've got Michael Ely, who's the, the, um, lead mm-hmm. in this, and he's been in some good things over the years, but again, not some other, also some not good things. Like he was in the Jacob's Ladder remake, which apparently is terrible. Um, oh, he was in Too Fast, Too Furious. In Too Fast, Too Furious. About. Yeah. Um, which is an underrated part of the Fast and Furious franchise, I'd say. Um, people. A slapjack. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so he, he's he's had an accomplished career. He's been in some good stuff. Um, but yeah, n- uh, this this doesn't use their skills particularly well. Um, it's uh, it's quite 
quite bad. Um, but you can you can see the sort of template of of of, of the sort of sexual thriller here. And and I mentioned Obsessed. We watched Obsessed um, for a previous episode of the podcast. And, oh, that was a shit piece. And that that was a shit piece. It needed to go further. And I think if you splice this movie with Obsessed, I think you'd get something quite good because this has the murder this has the the really creepy behavior um that obsessed obsessed kind of became a little bit tame um and they were yeah. both written by the same guy so they were both written by david oh, really? Lowry. yeah um, oh, i didn't make the connection that's interesting i thought you just sort of mentioned them in the same breath because of the the content yeah so they're very similar content wise he he's done a few few decent movies over the years as well um so he did passenger 57 which is a great wesley snipes action movie um uh also did lakeview terrace a samuel l jackson film um oh and he did that goofy version of the three musketeers yep the the 90s three musketeers movie as well um (laughs) yeah gotta love it gotta love it um so um yes so there's been some there's been some good stuff um out of him and there's been some good stuff out of out of the people who behind it you know director dion taylor as well i'm not particularly familiar with his work um but he's you know had a had a strong career he he's working consistently he's done snoop dogg videos so what more can yep. you ask um that's very cool but it, it just doesn't work does it and i think part of it is as you mentioned it's a very dour film it's a very grim movie but it also lacks the the nonsense factor that these films really need to have doesn't it it's very yeah very matter of fact about its bizarre content i suppose <laughs> that's the right word to describe it yeah with obsessed where what made that film sort of fun to watch was all the like really over the top sort of bitch get away from my man content and there wasn't really much of that in this film was there no no i what worked great about that was the bits where like beyonce's up in the loft and they're having a fight or um or yeah all of her creepy behavior and there wasn't there was an intensity behind hillary swank's performance but it didn't translate into really batshit stuff happening did it and i think that's the real problem here um, I where, think she was doing her very best with what she'd been given. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's a very... it's. I, I don't want to say it's a realistic movie because it's not at all. But you know what I mean when I say that there's this realism behind it. So it is sort of like, yeah, I murdered your wife and her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go murder <laughs> someone for me now. Um, and I, I, and a lot of their conversations are just that, like over and over them just telling each other what's going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. really heavy on the plot telling. Um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it, and, and what disappoints me is that it, it started off quite well um, in that you meet Hilary Swank, um, you know, uh, Hilary Swank playing uh, uh, Detective Val, and then you've got sexy woman in vegas who is also a detective in los angeles who like injured her daughter by being negligent with a gun or something and was not struck off as a cop so what the hell i mean we're talking about police unions in america here she could have accidentally killed her daughter or deliberately killed her daughter and probably not have lost her job as a detective that's true actually Um, yes that that's another point of realism (laughs) in this movie's favor um but uh 
but yeah so 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 they meet in vegas he's gone off for a, a mate stag do or something isn't it um yeah uh, he's clearly having problems with his wife. His wife is working late. He used to work late, but now he's like a house husband and he can't handle the switch. Um, Even though he, he's he's doing that, but we're also supposed to believe he's running a like really successful sports marketing agency. Yeah, yeah. He he he. he that's works. another one of those aspirational things you get in these films, isn't it? Like, what can a rich guy do that's not just lawyering or being like a nice office man like Idris Elba in the other one, where there was some goofy stuff in the office? Sports sports yeah exactly the, the men like the sports and and, and, this, and then they can mention the names of lots of sports players and, and this has the kind of performative richness that um movies like 50 shades of gray have there's lots of shots of look at my swimming pool look at my amazing house look at my car yeah, but you can't even tell that it's amazing because it's so fucking dark. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. But that's kind of what it's going for. It's like, this guy's got a great life. He's got a wife who is conventionally attractive, but he doesn't feel fulfilled and she's cold to him. So what does he do on a stag do? she has a career. Yeah, what does she do on a stag do? And, and to be fair, she is cheating on him. <laughs> so With his business partner. With his business partner. So not cool. Um, but what, what does, what does she, what does he do? He goes off to Vegas, goes on a stag do, and he sleeps with Detective Val, played by Hilary Swank. And I think that moment when he wakes up next to her and then he tries to sneak out, that's a moment that really works in this film because she's, she's like, oh, I put your phone in your, in the safe in case you tried to get away from me. And you think, immediately you're thinking, oh, alarm bells, this could be good if this escalates from here. That is honestly the highest point of the film, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. that, that, at that point, I was thinking, okay, I'm interested in this. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm a little bit thrilled. You know, I'm whelmed. Yeah, and I was, I was thinking, you know what? This is a good starting point. She's going to play it off as a joke. It's going to go away, and then, you know, they're going to meet back up again, and for some reason, and then it's going to escalate further and further and further. Um, and and so yeah and and what also works about that is that unlike obsessed where you feel really sorry for Beyonce and you really feel sorry for Idris Elba you don't feel sorry for for Derek Tyler because he's a dickhead yeah <laughs> at this point he doesn't know his wife's cheating on him he just, just cheats boring. on his wife and then feels sad about it and he spends a lot of the movie feeling sad about stuff um yeah but he's passive as well, isn't he? That's the, the whole thing about this that, that you have to look at with your protagonist that you learn in writing school, like we learned. You, your protagonist has to be active. They have to be doing things. It just feels like everything in this film happens to him. Even when he sleeps with, the, sleeps with someone and cheats on his wife, even when he literally murders someone, it feels like he's doing it passively, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no agency behind him at any point in this movie, and I think that's the real problem here. Um, but yes, yeah, so he, he, he sleeps. Wasn't Idris screen. Elba's character called Derek as well in Obsessed? Possibly, maybe. They're it's... always called Derek. Yes, Derek Charles. <laughs> maybe it's the writer's <laughs> MO. Let's have a look at David Lowry's <laughs> movies. Maybe every male character is called Derek in his films. I bet he loves that shit show Derek by Ricky Gervais. Oh, I'm Derek. This is not ableist at all. No probably the worst sitcom ever made and i'm happy to say that even though i've never seen it because i will never watch it <laughs> i've never seen it because ricky gervais isn't funny why the fuck would i waste time watching a show where the lead lead actor is just so unbelievably unfunny <laughs> come at me ricky gervais yep oh did you know did, were you not down with the office uh i've got a controversial opinion 
American office is far superior to the British. Oh no, no, I, that I would agree with. But it took them, you know, five or six seasons to get to that point. So yeah. it's not necessarily a fair comparison. But overall, yeah, there's a there's a depth and a breadth to the US office that you don't get with the Office UK. But I do still think it's great. Yeah, Office UK is fine in my books. I like the American Office more than the British one from the word go. Um, and I know I'm one of those those rare people that thinks that. I It's I, got a major goof factor, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm not one of these people that thinks, oh, comedies have to be funny and slapstick all the time as well. You know, I'm not a big fan of slapstick stuff. But <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. The other day I <laughs> sent you a picture of a guy trip, flip tripping on a banana skin trip flip tripping on a banana skin and you you texted back lol are you saying you didn't mean it <laughs> i'm afraid that i did not mean that um but but i but i like my comedies to have depth and i feel as though office uk doesn't have depth it just has here's a slice of life with characters who are believable and are assholes and that's as far as it goes. I don't feel like it's got the depth. I don't feel like you get any progression. I don't feel like there's actually much under the surface beyond the facade and the the flashy gimmick of it being a realistic show. Um, and so for me, fuck The Office UK. I'd much rather watch Office USA any day of the week. Um, if you're going to watch a good British comedy, I'm going to go watch Garth Marenghi. Yeah, there are not saying that there aren't lots of better British comedies out there, but... Uh, it's just interesting that it exists as a, to prove the point that Ricky Gervais was actually funny once before he became a bloated oaf. So what you're saying is that Ricky Gervais had one good show two decades ago. Yeah. His first show. and That doesn't mean he's then, relevant now. <laughs> ever since then. The only reason he's relevant now is because every so often he talks about animals being in, in captivity on Twitter and then calls out someone by name searching himself. And then says something about Winston Churchill and cancel culture and whatever, yeah. I'm really left-wing, but I'm going to take the side of right-wing people in any free speech debate ever because I'm really left-wing and it's all the fault of these woke Hollywood people. <laughs> Unlike me, I'm not a woke Hollywood person. I just live in Hollywood. He also fucks bulldogs. And if he wants to come after me, he'll be infringing my free speech. Yeah, g- come on, come on, Richard Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe in free speech, you should believe in our ability to say you're not very funny. Yeah, now go away. I don't. Agree. But I've been hearing good things about Afterlife, which is I his don't recent give show. A fuck, he's not funny, and he's got an <laughs> annoying face. He could write the fucking greatest most impact most powerful most important comedic work of all time and i'd watch it and think oh but he's a bit of a dick isn't he <laughs> what if they get him to to write the new hellraiser movie the hellraiser reboot by Vicky, ricky gervais i mean uh, i would enjoy it if he was a method actor and actually got himself ripped apart by demons as part of the writing process otherwise <laughs> i'm okay richard let's actually do that let's get him ripped apart by demons yeah. i know a guy I got I my know. demon guy. I'll get my puzzle box. Yeah. Um. Yeah. R- Richard Gervais, not funny. That's our hot take of this episode. He's an unfunny <laughs> hack. <laughs> oh, I'm. Yeah. Uh, to to quote to quote Richard Gervais, um, if he gets angry whenever one whenever anyone criticizes him, oh, you're hard. Yeah. Get it? I made an office joke. <laughs> That's that I'm meme. Funny. 
I'm funny like Richard Gervais. <laughs> you calling him Richard is funnier than anything he's ever done. <laughs> if, if if I ever end up, God forbid I get into a Twitter fight with Richard Gervais, but if I ever do, I'm just going to call him Richard Gervais. <laughs> that's it's, it. it re- that's that's it re- your only repost. It's re- it reminds me there's that fantastic... Um, uh, Lee Hurst, fellow unfunny oh British God. comedian. He is the unfunniest man <laughs> on the entire planet. Um, someone, someone was roasting him on Twitter, and he he came back saying like, "Oh, I'm going to send this to my lawyers. Anything else you'd like to add?" And the person responded, "You are bald." <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's just, just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, that is so good. Honestly, social media is really bad, but I'm really glad it exists just for those kind of moments. And and that's what I miss about social media is moments like that, where those are few and far between now. Everyone's so serious and angry and political on social media, whereas before people used to be stupid and angry and political instead. Yeah. And I miss that. Bring back the goof. That's what I say. Yeah, genuinely, the only things that well, I go on Twitter occasionally just to to post stuff to shout into the void about my writing about baseball and stuff. But I sometimes look on my phone at Drill's timeline in a browser window, not on the app. Oh, that's, that's good. still good Twitter. You should set that as your homepage. Yeah, <laughs> and if you open up a new browser, it's Drill. Open um, up a new browser, piss is the main threat. <laughs> Exactly. This is my iconic tweet of the moment. <laughs> so, um, anyway, right? How do we get onto this? Um, I, I we, can't remember. We're talking about unentertaining Derek. slogs. The name Derek, which all guys in these films are always called Derek. Yes. Yeah. It's supposed um, to be like a nice guy name. But but he's instantly dislikable because he cheats on his wife, and then he's really mopey and miserable. Um, someone breaks into their house and then tries to kill him or beat him up or something. Um, and it turns out which that is never the, explained is it it's, it's, no, li- it's you, literally just like a random one-off burglary yeah and what i thought going into that scene um was i'd seen the trailer so i knew that hillary swank turned up and was the detective on their case and of what i thought was going to happen was i thought that the movie was going to be doing a double triple switch so she turn up and it would be really hostile and you think uh-oh She's going to get all stalkery. Then I thought that it was going to go down the route of, actually, your wife hired this person to break into your apartment to try and kill you. And I thought that was going to be the thing. And actually, she was going to be a misunderstood cop who then redeemed herself through this act. Um but it doesn't do that at all. No. It's really straight into the point. So it turns out that, yes, so, so she's investigating it um in investigating the break-in you wonder oh who's done the break-in did she do the break-in was did she hire someone to do it so that she could pull her elaborate web together um but i don't think it's ever really explained no it's it's not and and it's supposed to be it's kind of a real turning point in the film and the catalyst for things sort of going downhill for him and it's just a completely random event so you just think well if that hadn't happened she wouldn't have found him again they wouldn't have found each other and she wouldn't have committed all these murders so who cares yeah, so so I I assume in my head I assume that she hired some guy or just went and did it herself and broke him and was like I'm gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, um, I thought it was gonna be her. Yeah, but the I mask. Don't, it, it's it's not really established. Um, but yeah, so so 
she starts investigating the case and then she's like hey your your wife's cheating on you with your best friend here's uh look look through this binoculars into their house um and and you can see them at it as like oh no this isn't very good um and uh, and then she kills them yeah <laughs> it's like oh okay hillary swank just murdered two people um and and eventually it turns out that this is all part of some elaborate plan where she's going she she wants custody of her kid back and to do that she's going to get the 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 dad murdered but rather than do it herself as an accomplished detective who's very good at getting away with murdering people She's going to kill two other people and get away with those murders and then get this random guy who doesn't have any history of murdering anyone, has no historical past of being an effective killer to go and do the murder for her. And you just think, why didn't you just do it yourself? Yep, I was DIY. I was thinking that exact thing. Yeah, you really think this guy is going to do it properly. And of course he doesn't. No, our main man, Derek... Um, he used to be a um, a basketball player, um, but then became an agent afterwards. Yep. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so he's 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 not a hitman. He's not a former cop. He's got nothing in no. him that suggests that he would be able to successfully murder. And he tries to tell to it. kind of tip the the ex husband off while in murder mode, and then just like ends up murdering him anyway by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which really is great. stupid. Which is great. So, so Hillary Swank tells our our main man Derek, "Hey, you want to go into this underpass and kill him then, because that's part of his run." So he he goes there, and then he says, um, "Dude, your 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 ex wife is planning to kill you. She's asked me to kill you. Let's work something out." But I have <laughs> a gun. That the husband then says. What, you're going to kill me? Get away from me, loser. Ah, And then they have a little wrestle when he accidentally shoots him. Yeah. Um, and then Just Derek, so that you know that he wouldn't have actually done the murder. Yeah. And then Derek looks just as sad and worried and depressed as he does for the rest of the movie and sort of shuffles off out of the, out of the, out of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's full of those kind of implausible moments, isn't it? Where it's like, why would she not, you know, hire someone to do it? who knows how to kill people why would she not do it herself yeah what what kind of she knows his route she knows where to hide the gun like yeah yeah what what kind of strange course of action led her to to getting Derek to do this for her in terms of like you know this this clearly wasn't planned out when she was in Vegas because she'd have no way of knowing the the route that this fellow was taking yeah <laughs> and also then... and it almost it ends up not mattering that they slept together in vegas does it and that's that's supposed to be the kind of the thing that they're selling it on is like oh a one night stand on a stag party gone wrong and it's like actually it ends up not really mattering at all no it what could have happened is there could have been a break-in <laughs> the starting yeah. point could have been the break-in and then the detective on the case going hey I'm going to blackmail you because I just killed your your wife and your best friend who are having an affair. You've got yeah, to kill someone for cop. me. There's no need to have the initial affair apart from for the horns sh- section of this movie. They're trying to um, sell it as a horny film, but it's not really very horny, is it? There's like no, a, there's, they have sex in Vegas, and then there's one more sex scene just to kind of tick that box, isn't there? Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of um, there's a couple of very powerful horn moments. 
So you've got the the sex in Vegas. Then you've got um, he has sex with his wife before she dies. Oh yeah, as well. That's right. Um, and then Hillary Swank and Derek get the horn on again. But for in a the movie kitchen like this, of her like really hipster <laughs> industrial apartment <laughs> yeah. appears to be in a shipping container in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because <laughs> um, that's where that's where police detectives live. Everyone yep. knows that. Um, Crooked but... cops always live in a rusty house. <laughs> Sounds like Confucius. That. Oh, crooked cops always live in a rusty house. Yeah, it's excellent. You had to drop um, some knowledge bombs. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, they they have sex there in a very awkward position in a very uncomfortable place. Yeah. Um, and you can and, just see like the side of her bum and not much else. Yeah, yeah. And there's that really <laughs> awkward scene where she like pulls up her leggings afterwards. It's just like that's the kind of thing you don't show from from sex. You don't show yeah. the awkward shuffle as you pull up your trousers. Um but this is a really it. unsexy sex scene. Yeah. It really is. It's up there as a, a you know, there's there's a lot of unsexy sex scenes in movies, but I think that's that's the that's the worst most recent one yeah. I've seen. Um, it makes the room look extremely erotic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Hilary Swank is his rose in this film. Yeah, um, except she's not. That's the thing. Like, the relationship between the two of them, it doesn't really feel like it's ever going anywhere or really that they have much romantic chemistry. And when you're selling the film as this kind of romantic, erotic thriller film, that has to be the point of it, surely. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you've got the romantic element, that there needs to be that sexual energy between them. Um, and it's not raw really, sexual energy. The raw sexual energy needs to be there in this film, but it isn't, unfortunately. Even in that early scene when they're in Vegas, it doesn't feel, you don't really feel that chemistry, do you? Um, no. Um, the, the, and, the, the little chat they have at the bar is so stilted. Yeah, yeah. And, and Hilary Swank is, is trying. She is trying with the material she's got. I won't hear a bad word about She's her really herself. trying. I feel everyone in this film, because they know that it's content, they're just phoning it in. They, pro- they probably thought, well, this is what, two weeks' work? I don't know. <laughs> That's how long it takes. Kind of been that long. You, right? Well, to shoot um, their bits, maybe. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Hilary Swank is, you know, she's trying. She's, she's trying her best with this. Um, consumer professional. Yeah. Um, but it is just, oh it's it's bad it's it's bad um yeah and, and yeah all all of the dialogue is stilted like you said there's lots of exposition everywhere um it's 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 trying to go for this 90s style sexual thriller um mm. and and some of those movies can be very effective you've got those you know those real trash fests you mean a sort of cruel intentions type thing well i was thinking more like um by our main man roger cumble <laughs> Oh man, Roger Campbell. No, I was I was thinking more like um, Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction, oh, right. Slither, that kind of thing, where it's just a real sleaze fest. Um, and that's the kind of that's the kind of atmosphere this this movie's going for. Um, that's the thing as well. It also feels kind of tame, doesn't it? Yeah. And given that you know this is 2020, 2020, 2021, the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Can't talk tonight. Um, we can you you don't even need to rate films if it's going to be on Netflix you know you can you can go as sleazy as you like but instead they're just turning out this kind of the churning out this sort of mid-level sleazeless 
wet farts. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think this movie was made for Netflix, but I think it might be one of those films that was kind of shuffled along because of the pandemic and needed. Telling me this got a cin- cinematic release. Well, I don't think it got a cinematic release, um, but I think it probably will have been um, not necessarily made for um, for cinemas. Because, um, yeah, so it was... I, I can't believe <sighs> that they ever intended to release this in the cinema. It feels like Netflix content. Well, no, because it was... It was so, so it was initially meant to be released in June 2020, but it was postponed. Um, and those these kind of movies aren't postponed if they were going to go straight to to streaming services, right? Okay. Um, they they so I think they probably would have wanted this to get some kind of 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 cinematic release. Um, so it was it was going to be released in June, and it was pushed back to October. Um, um, and then it was pushed into twenty twenty one. Um, but then in January it was released fire video on demand Um, yeah there's only so far you can push it isn't there unless it's a james bond film in which case you know well they need they they need to make that money back that's the thing isn't it it's um mgm makes makes the makes the bond movies and they they need that money back because it's basically their lifeline yeah Um, so they're just going to sit on it for as long as they need to and then release it in cinemas when they can um but um but yeah, it, so I think it probably would have got a cinematic release, but because of COVID, just got dumped into um, into, into streaming services. Um, but yeah, you do feel as though though in it, these kind of movies need to feel dangerous and they need to feel risque in order for them to really work. And I think Obsessed kind of got there. There was some really risque moments in that. But yeah. maybe maybe not as much as it should have been. I think, you know, Beyonce probably wouldn't want to be in a, a real sleazy movie. No. Um But there's like flashing in that one. Isn't yeah, there? there's some there's some there's some cheeky stuff. Whereas here nothing feels cheeky. Apart from that the the, the actual initial affair, nothing feels cheeky in this film whatsoever. It's a very dour but also quite quite conservative film you know there's no there's no really grotesque violence there's no ridiculous sex scenes um which is what it really needed to to make it an enjoyable film to watch it, it thinks that it's to... giving you that at the end when they're having the like shootout fight that they have and like he thinks it's over and then she jumps out with a knife and goes ah like it, the film thinks that it's giving you that but it's not yeah no it's uh, it's it's not it's 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 just quite it's tame it's tame it's a little pussycat of a film yeah the the shootout bit is kind of shit pc and then they're sort of both sitting in the lift shaft for some reason yeah there's also the bit where his cousin um recognizes something dodgy's going on and tries to get her to stop and then she murders the two of them. Yeah, they yeah they capture capture her, and then it's a, a scene that I think in the draft was called "How many times can we say bitch in one scene?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the bitch scene, um, and uh, and yeah, so she she pretends to be scared, and then like gets them to take her to the toilet, where she then kills them, um, and that that's kind With of a, a big silly gun. Little, 
yeah, that's kind of a silly little trash thing. She pulls out a shotgun and shoots them. Um, but um, but yeah, it's <sighs> needed more. Needed more nonsense. Yeah, and none of it just really tied up, did it? You know, I, and I just thought. Well, after the, the sort of she coerces him into having sex in the hotel room the, the morning after by, with his phone in the safe, I thought it was going to end up being like a stalker film, and I would have been totally fine with that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you could have had a stalker film, or you could have had that they had an affair, and then actually the, the real threat is the, the wife and the best friend. There's all sorts of silly plots you could have pushed with this movie, and it just stumbles along until it's over yeah instead it's just sort of by the numbers thriller stuff but without really giving it much substance or backing it up yeah yeah exactly so yeah boo boo <laughs> boo it and boo um, the music which was really dour as well oh i meant to say that the the i don't know if it's ju- was just me but um it sort the, of lurched between lil nas x light style songs like pop trap songs to just like moody boring synths um i I was gonna say that the did the sound mix feel off to you it felt like the soundtrack was incredibly loud versus you know everything else bits of it were really loud and at one point they like tried to do a jump scare with it i'm like fuck off this isn't a jump scare (laughs) film go away turn it down thing is you could have made uh you could have made a, a a jump scare out of it quite well you could have made this into a good jump scare movie, but um, but they didn't. So yeah, like I didn't necessarily hate the music, but um, I did feel that the mix was really off, and it was yeah. really distracting. And the, the music of, itself was fine, if just dull. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah, so it just yeah, it felt a bit felt a bit weird. Um, f- <sighs> these movies need to have something energetic and naughty about them. Those are um, the right words. Uh, but this is just, it's prudish. It's a prudish movie about a sexy affair with an angry cop. Yeah, which is, should not be possible to be that. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. But it is. It even like brings out his mum to do a like, mini emotional mum speech for no reason either. That That's a very conservative move, isn't it? Yeah. That's a Ben Shapiro move. Yeah, because emotional dad speech, obviously, we're a big fan of on this podcast, but emotional mum speech, I don't know. That feels that feels GOP to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, that that might be a bit mean, but it it, it 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 didn't fit with the movie. This is a movie where you want to see side boob. Yeah, that's what instead this, you that's get what side this, bum. That's what this movie is. This is a this is a movie where you want to see a little bit of penis. You know, not enough for it to be banned, but just a little bit of penis. Even like, what was that one that was like the Polish Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, yes, yeah. Once or whatever that was called. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah, something um, like that. Um, three hundred days, three hundred and sixty-five days. That yeah, one. Yeah. That was awful and really problematic. And yeah, just terrible. But I think was still more enjoyable to watch than this because it wasn't a slog. You were just like, this is kind of silly. And oh, that's happening now. And oh, oh dear, that's not good. It was, yeah, that was also a slog in a different way. But I think this is somehow worse. Yeah. I Just in I, terms of recent sexy films that have been on Netflix. <laughs> erotic yeah. thrillers. I think, I think as an Horn erotic, thrillers. as an erotic thriller, 
isn't as good. But as a as a movie, I'd say it's probably still better because it's competent. You know, I I want to say the director. It's cromulent. It's a perfectly cromulent movie. Um, the the director, I think, um, Dion Taylor, I think he's he's absolutely fine with this film from a direction perspective. Yeah, you understand what's going on. It's pretty to look at, aside from the fact that it's so bloody dark all the time. That's probably um, not his fault. Yeah, um, and it, you understand the plot, which is more than you can say for movies like 365 yeah. Days. But no, I, think, I, I would watch more of his work, for sure. Yeah, and, and some of his movies, I've looked through his back catalogue, and there's some that look very, very interesting. There's a movie with um, Thandie Newton in, um, uh, sorry, Naomi Harris in, that looks really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, which, which looks fascinating, um, and um, and yeah, bits, bits and pieces here and there that do look really cool. So I'm up for it, and he seems to, he seems to be a big fan of like the, the thriller genre in general. Um, so there's another film where where Michael Ely's the lead again, but then Dennis Quaid is in it as well about this guy who refuses to let go of this property that he sold. Um, and, and I like those kind of small concept things. And I think this could have worked well, um, if it had kept its focus on one element. So guys being cheat, guys, wife is cheating on him, tries to kill him. He has an affair with the cop. Okay. Or he has an affair with this cop. She tries to ruin his life. Okay. That's cool. But when you try to interweave this really complex like murder plot into it is where it kind of falls apart and also the whole thing with it being like really they it's like they tried to retrofit a motive for her which was that she wants to get her daughter back but that's not really deep enough for it to be meaningful on any level it just feels really tacked on and like emotionally wrong doesn't it yeah yeah i think um it it felt convoluted because if you want your villain to be a villain don't give them the whole accidentally hurting her daughter thing because that kind of gives her a motivation that is sort of sympathetic in a way. You know, obviously you're a you're an idiot for for believing a gun around, yeah, or whatever it is that happens. Um, but equally, her husband is a dick and is an obvious dick. So you're kind of like, ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Everyone's a dick in this film. And and yeah, that's no the thing is that nobody apart from the mum. We like the mum. Yeah, yeah. As much as mom. we don't like the maybe fact the that cousin. There yeah, maybe the cousin as well, actually. Um, but but as as much as we don't want the emotional mum speech in this movie, I think the mum is a, a a great little character. And yeah, the cousin's fine too. But it's just a lot of unlikable people doing horrible things. Yeah, not good. So I just heard that Dion Taylor's upcoming film is called All Star Weekend. This looks interesting. Sports comedy drama film. Oh no, directed by Jamie Fox. Okay. But Dion Taylor's producing. Ah, okay. Oh, cool. The film stars Jamie Foxx as and Jeremy Piven as two basketball fanatics who go on some kind of road trip and have fun. And oh, also stars. Good. This is what Wikipedia says: Gerard Butler as a yes. Russian who loves gymnastics. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican. This film oh. sounds kind of racist. I'm not too. Robert Downey Jr. does not have a good track record with playing not white american people so i don't know what you're saying about do little <laughs> um what's the movie in where he does blackface he's done blackface yeah it wasn't that long ago either it's tropic oh, thunder 
Tropic Thunder? Is that is that that's oh, no. what it's called? Yeah, which is only in two thousand and eight. Um, and and he's doing it as a bit like it's meant to be a criticism of right okay. method. It's it's meant to be a criticism of method actors, basically. But it's still a bit like not too sure about this and obviously the worst people saw this and thought yeah this means we can do blackface um Uh, i see um it's it's yeah but it's it's yeah it's um problematic i think is the best word for it um but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if rob schneider turns up in this film oh god Robert Schneider. We'll continue calling people by their full names. I think <laughs> Robert Schneider Junior. Robert Schneider. Um, <laughs> um, what? Yeah. What else? What else is he working on then? So yeah, we've got. Um, we've got. What was it called? Basketball friends. All Star Weekend. <laughs> Basketball, Basketball buddies. He's doing a uh, uh, a movie about a horror movie about a Japanese woman. Okay. That might be interesting. Um, yeah, I like I like a good horror. Um, yeah, seems like he can do a lot of different things competently, so that's good. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see Basketball Buddies. So yeah, good luck to you, Dion Taylor. Um, I also yeah. just realised that Hilary Swank had a producer credit on Fatal, not not executive producer, actual producer. Oh, okay. Well, so maybe she was more involved than I thought, and I have to roll um, back on my statement that it was two weeks' work. <laughs> I did think that was a little bit mean. This isn't a movie that they just shat out in t- in two weeks. Um, like you said, like I said, it's competent, which a lot of those movies aren't competent. A competent um, wet fart. <laughs> competent wet fart. Um, yeah. So Hillary Swank, maybe don't produce. Uh, use your efforts correctly. Go into direction. I'd love to see her direct something. Yeah, for sure. She's got an interesting career, so I'd love to see her do some direction. Um, yeah, but for sure. Don't produce obvious, not particularly good movies. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, but what I'd say is this movie's... It's not an absolutely awful dud. No. But it's just... Oh, it's just a bit... It's not awful, but it is a is kind of a drag, and it's is flat. It, yeah, it? is it? It's not a dud, but it's not really worth watching. No, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's worth your time. No, don't waste your time. Go and go and watch Obsessed. Yeah, watch that instead. Which if is you a movie seen that, that, I, that is hilarious. Yeah, that, that we we weren't particularly um, we we weren't raving about it when we watched it, but it's better than better than this. And stars, you know, Idris Elbow, who we like, Beyonce. And Ali Lata, who I love. Yes, yeah, exactly. Which is a great, a great cast. Um, the the one thing of Hilary Swank's recent filmography that I want to watch um, is the movie called The Hunt. Do you remember hearing about this? Lots no. of conservatives were very angry about it. Oh, sold. Um, so basically, it seems as though um, I think it's it's the most dangerous game again. So it's people hunting other people and i think what it is is oh children death island uh well yes but rather than killing each other it's certain people are going out to hunt other people right um adult death island (laughs) adult death island um but i i I think the the gimmick is that it's a bunch of sjw cucks who have captured a bunch of conservatives and are then hunting them 
or something oh. like that. Oh, yeah, um, this looks good. Yeah, and lots of people got extremely angry about it. Um because they were like this is disc- this is a ridiculous plot about how SJWs are ruining America or something like that. Well. Lots, of, lots of conservatives got really really furious about it. Um and talked about it hypothetically. Yeah, hi- hypothetically. On their shows. Um, yeah, lots of lots of tiny tiny men with awful eyebrows getting really angry. Um so yeah um so yeah, i'd like to watch it though I, I bet it's i bet it's nowhere near as interesting as the discourse was hey, i'm looking i'm liking this poster it's got a pig on it it's got a what more can you want all great movies have pigs on them yeah you got babe babe you got filth have you ever seen the movie filth no um oh that's based on an Irvin welsh book isn't it it is yeah yeah um it's um yeah it's 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 rather good what's his face is is in it and it's very good james mcavoy yeah um, and i think that's got a pig on the cover it has it's got him dressed as a cop riding a pig which is great <laughs> yeah. i love that poster um, even though i've never seen it yeah so what more can you want oh you want to make a good movie put a pig on the poster that's our tip of the day yeah um anyway right have you got if you got anything else you want to say about fatal <laughs> um no i i think we've colored it We've covered it. We have coloured. I would also like to colour it in because it's too dark. It That's my final word. <laughs> Paddy wants to get the the the, the original turn the brightness film, up a bit. The original film of this, and then just get a highlighter and just colour them in. I'm going to do it cell by cell, cell by cell with one of those little yellow highlighters, just to make it brighter. Um, That's how they do films now. That's yeah. That's how that's how film works on cells. Cellulite. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say either, and there's not really any trivia of any note. Nah. Um, it's just here, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch it if you want. <laughs> it's just it's, there, it's you know, like necessary. a toaster. It's just kind of there. It's more content for the content machine. Yeah. Um so so how are we going to rank this? If you love um, content, you will love this film. <laughs> if you fucking love content. What <laughs> how many numbers are in the passcode to your hotel safe where someone's locked your phone after you had a steamy affair <laughs> in Vegas? Ooh, there are five numbers. Oh, that, that is that is a harsh score. <laughs> um I'm going for I'm going for 8. Like I said, this movie gets points for being vaguely competent, which we can't always say for some of the films. And Hilary Swank. Podcast. And Hilary Swank is fun in it. Um, it's got some horn, which is what I wanted from this movie. But I think I, I found the horn disappointing. That's it, was, it was disappointing it was disappointing horn, but at least, at least there was some horn in it. But overall, it, it, there was a disappointing lack of trash. Um, I wanted trash, and I did not receive it. So, yeah. 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 So, what have we got next? Then we've got a big episode. We we have episode two hundred. I can't believe that we're here. It's it's really truly amazing. If we may take a minute for that, it is. A and fantastic, obviously, yeah. we've we've marked milestones with film starring Prince. 
in the past, and I see no reason to deviate from that path. Now, I wanted to do what I wanted to do was three chains o gold, which is Prince's kind of direct-to-video movie sort of movie thing that he made. Um, it's like a companion to the Love Symbol album, and it's kind of like an extended music video. And apparently, it's absolutely awful. But I can't find it anywhere. I might have to look <laughs> on the dark web. But it's really, really hard to get hold of, and <laughs> that's there's probably a reason. <laughs> Because it was released on VHS, and I don't think anyone ever properly, anyone ever digitized it through the proper channels. So it's really hard to get hold of. So instead, we're going to be doing Graffiti Bridge, which is the official sequel to Purple Rain. Ah, very good. Very good. I have never seen it. Me neither. I am excited to see it. I'm surprised you've never seen it. You're a big old... I, I do love Prince, but I was saving it. I was saving it for this moment, specifically. Ah. Excellent. Well, I am very excited for this movie that has a rating of 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Wait, what's while we're here, what's the rating for Under the Cherry Moon? Just to give us a, oh, um, okay, okay. Give us a un- benchmark, which was episode 100. <laughs> Under the Cherry Moon, I reckon, is going to be around 5.1. Let me... I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes since we talked about Under the Cherry Moon, a film in which Prince's friend says, I'm a werewolf (laughs) bitch, kiss my ass. Oh my god, guess what the score is of Under the Cherry Moon? 6.9. It is 5.1. I was bang on the money. You were right. (laughs) I'm the king of arbitrary, useless reviews. You know these things. Um, I want to find three chains of gold for you. If you can find it, maybe we'll talk about it as an extra. We'll do, we'll cover both because it oh, seems like yeah. it might not be substantial enough for a whole episode. No, I imagine it probably <laughs> won't. But maybe we can do a big print special if I can find it. But yeah, Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, I recognise the poster. I do not know this movie at all, but I'm excited to watch it and enjoy whatever trash comes my way. Me too, Prince. If we're talking about trash, at least it's Prince's trash. Yeah, exactly. You could rifle through Prince's trash all day and find interesting things. I would love to do that. <laughs> Wish that was my job. <laughs> Get a time machine, go back, go through Prince's trash. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you watched Fatal, sorry, but hopefully you enjoyed our analysis of it. Um, don't watch that. Watch something else. That's all that's all I have to say. Um <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can listen to us. You can f- email us, not listen to us. You're listening to us right now. You can email us at Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail.com. Um and we will be back next week to talk about Graffiti Bridge in our two hundredth episode. Oh my god. Two hundred. You did that like the troll two moment. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're watching <laughs> Prince and he's going to watch us too. Oh my god. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> All righty. Have a good have a good Easter, we we people. Enjoy yeah. your eggs. Happy Easter. Eat some eggs, both chocolate and normal. Yep. Because normal ones will make you big and strong. Yes, and chocolate ones will make you happy. Yep. Big, strong, and happy. That's how we like you. (laughs) Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye.